0: How's it going, Orange County? This is Ray back with another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We got a few things to discuss. Uh, Match this past Friday up in Fresno that saw Orange County blow a 2-0 lead in the second half. Oh, and we've got some people possibly coming to town, and we're going to have to discuss it. Uh, Chance to get some revenge as Orange County fans against the hated Phoenix Rising FC this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It was
1: a one, two, Godoy, He's found a great ball. Enevoldsen, plenty of time. He smashes it on and doubles the visitors' lead.
2: Thomas Enevoldsen. Now Segber sprinting forward on the counter attack. Little handsy there. Crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seton finishes. It rolls. Down to his left and parrying aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer
1: and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This
0: is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black SoccerCast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode As we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club, joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going?
3: It's going pretty good. I hope everyone's having a good Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning or whatever time that you happen to be listening to this.
0: And yeah, I hope everyone is having a wonderful time, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Uh, We're going to have some fun in this episode. I, I can just feel it. Uh, but before we get started with all that, we also got to welcome back another, what seems to be now a regular with our show. He he contributes to our website in written form. He's been on our almost every episode this season, and that's Alan. Alan, welcome back to the Orange Black Soccer Cast.
2: Thanks, Hope. So everyone's doing all right as well. I, I'm
0: doing as well as I could be doing at this moment. Uh, we're getting off to a little bit of a late start because I had a little bit of a family mishap, right? Well, a little bit earlier today, but push things back and i was trying to get prepared for the show i just found out that my son somehow some way today at school while playing basketball with a soccer ball jammed his pinky finger and actually ended up being fractured so now uh we're trying to figure out what are what we need to do to try and get that taken care of and it probably means no more soccer for him for a few weeks which oh,
3: come on you just gotta wrap that thing up give him some injections have him play through it come <laughs> some on. of that
0: little free spray when it starts bothering him the jose marino way you, you know, just, you
3: hound him. You gotta play for me. And you bang your chest a whole bunch, like you're um, <laughs> in the Wolf of Wall Street, and you just bang your chest. Yeah, you, you play for me, screaming and, at him.
0: You know, if if it was if he was pl- getting paid to play, then I might tell him, "Hey, tough it up. Get out there. Put you know, do tape it up. Get a little split, Whatever you need to do." But he's six years old. Uh, this is recreational soccer at this point, and. He hasn't quite mastered the art of falling down. So I think if he was to play and he gets knocked over, he is typically playing with larger kids because he does play a year up. Um, he probably would just ruin or not ruin it, but do more damage than what it's worth. So um, I figured probably have to sit him out. It's going to be a blow for him. I don't know if he quite yet knows that that's what's happening. So, uh, but I'm sure once he figures that out, it's, We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, we got some stuff to talk about this week. Uh, again, Fresno just happened on Friday. And I, I will say the first 45 minutes of that match, I guess, looked pretty well, right? Uh, I think we had some, um, some fans that traveled up there. There was even a shout out. I saw on Facebook from one of the fans that did make their way up there watching on the ESPN plus stream that, uh, Basically, they said that the announcers for the game uh, recognized the traveling fans. At first, they thought it w- they were going to say it was the home fans booing, but they realized it was the traveling fans that made it out there. Dylan, you were part of that group. How was the trip up to Fresno?
3: Well, it was great up until the second half. But if we're talking about beforehand, you no, know, it was a good time. Um, they've got a nice little setup despite playing in a baseball stadium. They've got a nice brewery across the street. And everyone from the fire squad was super welcoming and nice to talk to and everyone got up there early with some time. So uh, we all had time to get checked into our hotels and head on over and get a couple of brews in and, and then get to work, uh, chanting. So it was a, it was a good time.
0: And they, they, it seems like the uh, Fresno away section, if that's the away section, you guys, were at, I saw you on the screen, uh, on the, uh, stream on one of the goals. Uh, you guys were right there with flag, just right there. Center screen. Decent spot to have the away, uh, the traveling fans. And I know, uh, when Phoenix fans listen to this, they're going to sort of laugh or joke about our traveling fans. Cause apparently they like to travel a lot. We'll get into that later, but um, was that the traveling fan section up in Fresno or did you guys sneak your way closer into a better area?
3: Uh, that's what the section that our tickets had for it. So that's where we went. Um, but it's actually a pretty terrible place to see the game. Um, <laughs> you're really far away from it uh, from the field and you don't really get a good angle of anything. So it's a, it's a downgrade in terms of like baseball stadium. It's a downgrade from Reno, definitely, in quality of the pitch and, and quality of where we were sitting, but in quality of result, let's be realistic. Um they might have both been draws, but this one hurt a lot more than the last one did.
0: It it's becoming very too I guess too much commonplace that or commonplace too
3: commonplace.
0: Yeah. They're a I had to add that extra much. Place,
3: a su, comma place.
0: that much was in there for emphasis. It's become too common for this team now, uh, that they're just continuously getting draws, whether they're ahead or behind uh, at the time of, of or in the match. And yeah, it's just, I guess, becoming frustrating at this point, but it's not yet time to start worrying. Uh, at least that's what I'm gonna say. Let me jump to you, Alan. Um, you were watching this match on the stream. What were your thoughts on how this match went for Orange County?
2: I would have to agree. The first half, I mean, even though the two goals are early, there were several opportunities late. Um, I thought that they could have easily been up uh, by three. Like I literally wrote that in my journal. Should have been uh, up three. Said so that one on one with Amaya, I think, uh, right at the right at uh, in stoppage time. They could have put him. Down three, right at halftime, and then after halftime, it just felt like we're back to our old on the road Jekyll and Hyde team that we just come out without the same type of fire. Um, I thought Fresno made the right substitutions at the right time to really put momentum on that side. Um, came with a right like Cheney that wrecking uh, Cheney and Moses came on. Uh, that kind of changed the game. Obviously Moses ended up not staying for the whole game. Um, but I think that was a big push for uh, Fresno. as that put Moses on changed the whole complexion of the game and orange County just looked like they got kind of punched in the face and then just couldn't recover.
0: And I mean, the fact that orange County was able to get a goal quite early in the match for those of you on our YouTube stream, you can see some of the highlights from the match. Uh, those highlights are courtesy of us cell productions. Um, but You know, we, we got on the the scoreboard early. Uh, It seems like uh, for whatever reason, it's, it's like you said, Alan, it's this 45 minutes of good soccer, 45 minutes of, I guess, frustrating soccer for the fans uh, and results in a two, two draw. Um, Dylan, what's uh, what were your thoughts, I guess, heading into halftime uh, there at the stadium?
3: I mean, I knew we'd need to do some to do some more work um, to get through the full ninety. I just didn't expect to come out of halftime so flat-footed. It, it just—it's it, like they were done. Like three nil, I think in in one half. Yeah, that's a game that's not going to come back. None none of these teams have the quality to really come back from that. But the 2-0 is, I mean, they say it's the most dangerous lead in soccer. And we proved it. You just shut off for a minute. You get a little bit lazy. They get one back, and then all of a sudden everyone's really nervous, and no one wants to make a mistake, and it gets really sketchy really quickly. And then, you know, you're one bad call away from, from an equalizing goal. So <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was a bad performance. First Uh, 15 minutes. Sure. Great. We played our game. We played it. Well, we were away at that. So it was, it was impressive. And then just from that point on, it was a disaster.
0: And I guess it's disappointing that that second goal for Fresno came on a free kick right outside the penalty box. One of the more difficult areas as a defender and a goalkeeper to uh, stop the ball from going into the net uh, Orange County had their chance late in the game, I think an extra time with a similar position. they just could not um, they couldn't capitalize on it. which again, it's part of this whole tale of two halves things with this team. Uh, it seems like that's the theme for the season and there's something that needs to be done that this team or you know whether it's the coaching staff or the players need to you know maybe get together and figure out what do we need to do to put together a full, Ninety minutes of quality soccer. We've maybe seen that one time this season. Other than that, it's been—I don't
3: know—forty to sixty minutes of play. Yeah. And I don't think this is a coaching staff issue because, from our section, we could hear Braden, uh, head coach Braden Cloutier, yelling at the players, and they weren't in our half. This is when Orange County was on attack, so he wasn't facing us. We could still hear him yelling despite the thousands of people that were there and yeah. they were getting pretty excited. Cause I think they'd either equalized or it was two, one at that point. So there's some disconnect or there was some disconnect between what the coaching staff wants and what the players are doing those last 20 minutes of a game. And it's cost us a few points now. And it's, I mean, I, it's unacceptable really. I don't understand why it's happening
0: what i think uh for you dylan you you spoke to i believe jerry von wolfgang after the match and you sort of asked him like about sort of the game plan or why was orange county sort of sitting back in that second half was that sort of the game plan or was that just you know what they were doing Uh, what was what did you get out of jerry when you asked him that question and and did you like the answer you received on that question
3: um I was trying to be as kind as i mean i was pissed if i'm completely honest but i was trying to be as kind and understanding as possible um it's not his specific fault that the rest of the team you know the 11 people kind of eased off um and so i just wanted i I basically wanted to know was that the coaching staff saying all right save yourselves because it's going to be a difficult last 20 minutes or was that the players going all right well you know We've, we pressed for 60 minutes and I'm tired and I just don't feel like doing it anymore um, because that, I mean, that happens. We see that a lot and I wanted to, I basically wanted to get an answer out of him if that was what was happening. Um, but he kind of just seemed like not calling himself or any of his teammates out that there was a bit of fatigue from such a high press and that they weren't really up to it in the last little bit.
0: Um, Alan, let me get to you again. Um, did you do you see a problem with how I guess that second half went for Orange County as far as the the I guess the tactics, uh, you know, the lack of I don't know being aggressive I guess at that point in the match until it was you know a little too little too
2: late. Um, I think I think I agree with Dylan. It just feels like there was kind of a lack of any type of urgency, and it's like when you're up two nil. You're like, ah, we can give one up and we'll be fine. But that's never the case. Like, you never just give one up. It's always like that you give momentum back. And I do feel like it felt a little bit like we're going to sit back. We're not going to attack them. We're not going to really press them. We're going to, you know, try to weather a storm for a minute because we came out so hot. And it's like, how about we come out as hot at the beginning of the second half as we came out of the first half? Maybe put one in in the beginning of the first half, like we did, or second half, like we did the first half. And we're probably in a much better situation for sure going forward. Um, It's always interesting. It was interesting to me to hear them say the same thing they said after Tacoma. It was like, hey, we feel like we've got things headed in the right direction. I think we're off to a great start. We just haven't really put it all together yet. It's like it's getting to the point where, like I think we said this last time, like when when do we start to worry that that's not really ever going to click? Like if we say, hey, it's going to click, it's going to click, it's going to click, we feel like it's going to click. Sometimes it just never quite clicks, and so it's always a little bit worrisome.
0: Definitely. Um, I don't want to, like, stew too much on this match. Uh, Frustrating match for the fans to blow a two, to blow the opportunity to get three points up in Fresno. Fresno just seems to know how to draw every team they're playing out there. I believe at this point they're one of the last, if not the last undefeated team, at least in the Western conference. So um a little bit frustrating there. So I sort of want to just look past that match. I don't want to talk about it much anymore, unless you guys have anything else you feel like you have to share uh, with, with the match before we sort of move on past it.
3: Oh, absolutely. Go for um, it. And I, and I talked to Alan on Sunday when we were at a soccer game together the, the ref, and actually, I talked to a few people, uh, Orange County related and not. This ref was absolute garbage, and I can't say the words that I'd like to say on this podcast because then you have to go back and edit it. But, but so inconsistent. And, and basically, everyone I've talked to has said if you're going to call things, at least be consistent. So either every hard challenge is going to be a call or maybe a card. Or none of them are, and not this like, oh, you're gonna get a yellow for this, but this guy's not gonna get a yellow for it when he does it twenty minutes later. And that goes both ways. I don't know, I still haven't rewatched it because I don't want the I don't want to deal with it. But the last two minutes of the game, and Quinn getting into it with someone from Fresno, that probably should have been a card. But it didn't happen. And then we see just weird challenges. And the free kick that Juan Public half of took shouldn't have been a free kick because if you chip the ball up into someone's hand that's next to you and their hand isn't out, it's not a handball. Then it'll contact. So it's
0: So you're telling yeah, me the refs weren't the, the refs weren't the finest refs in the world?
3: Shockingly, pro Shockingly. referees did not provide a pro referee for this game.
0: I, I think by now, Dylan, we we just have to live with it, be used to it. I mean it is what it is. But yeah, as a fan, as a supporter of this beautiful sport, this beautiful game, it, it it does become frustrating when you see some questionable decisions out there. To sort of, I guess, back up a referee in this situation, it's difficult to see and make every single call correct. And there's a reason why these refs are refing the USL and not reffing, say, the Champions League, Premier League, MLS, whatever it may be. Uh, so, yeah, and and I think Definitely. we've talked about it in the past, Dylan. I think uh, I forget the source, so I apologize for whoever provided this information. But I believe from what I read uh, six months ago or something is it's more lucrative for these refs to ref NCAA matches than it is USL championship matches, which I guess that's a whole nother problem in in you know in itself right there. I
3: think that would have been sock takes. Uh, sock takes. I think that was the uh, the punch opera. Yeah. So they're they're good at what they do. But yeah, it was just a that like caps off my disappointment about that that game. It was just. I mean, it was an embarrassing second half. Realistically, <laughs> I, I asked for three players. I talked to Oliver. He said, "Oh, meet me at the tunnel." And then I waited like half an hour, and then Jerry came out, and I got like two minutes from Jerry, and then. That was it. That no one else was coming out, and I, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to come out, and I'm sure that Brayden was um, less than pleased.
0: Well, I guess let's just say this is um, you and I both know, Alan. I don't know you haven't really gotten a chance to be in this situation yet. Uh, when the coaching staff is frustrated with the outcome of how a match happened, uh, typically you're lucky if you can speak to a player, um, let alone multiple players. So. I mean, that's that's that, right? Uh, Alan, any last thoughts on this Fresno match before we move on and look ahead to uh, the big matchup this weekend?
2: No, I'm, I'm pretty excited to come back up and check it out.
0: Perfect. So we're going to move forward then past Fresno, get past that ugly taste in our mouths. We're going to look ahead to a match where I believe Orange County soccer players, Orange County fans are looking for a little bit of revenge against the – big-time enemies from Phoenix, the big rivals, I guess. Both teams heading into the season, I think we're looking at, you know, doing something good, uh, possibly both competing for the Western Conference title again. But it's been a little bit of a struggle so far. To help us talk about this, we have brought on a guest. It's a returning guest, someone that joined us last season. Uh, This proves that it's not all, you know, rivalry, bitter you know ugliness against the two sides because you know we appreciate anytime any other podcaster or, or grassroots media joins us and we got Dylan and I got a chance to meet this guy at the stadium at the championship matchup Western Conference championship matches matchup uh, great person and that's Kevin Gates from the P I, I always get this wrong what is it P R F C fan show right Kevin
1: that's it P R F C fan show.
0: I don't know why it's so hard for me to just say it just rolls off your tongue. And for me, I have to think of the acronym, maybe because you're just so used to uh, to that. Those four letters all next to each other. How's yeah. uh, how's everything going for you out in the desert, Kevin?
1: You know, everything's going great out in the desert. Um, you know, we uh, we're having a good time. The team's starting to uh, get uh, fit and form, and uh, we're really enjoying it. So we're really looking forward to the uh, the game this weekend.
0: Um and, and let's just get to the to the thick of things here. Uh, as far as how the season's been going so far for your team as well as our team. Uh would you would it be uh a, a good observation of these two teams that neither team is living up to their expectations so far uh, this early in the season?
1: I think that uh when it comes to Phoenix Rising, um the first couple of games uh we were not. I think the last two games though, we've started to show that uh things are coming together. Um, you know, with, uh, we, we had some, I'm going to call them roster issues where we had a couple of, uh, you know, we just had a lot of, um, moving in and out of our, uh, starting 11. We've settled down with that. We've started to get the chemistry that we need. And, uh, we, uh, went through and, and had a great game, uh, last weekend against Tacoma and, you know, granted Tacoma, (laughs) not a strong opponent. You know, I know I hear the laughter already, right? But it's not just about it's not just about the team that we're playing. It was how our team was playing together, and we're starting to see the team playing together that we had last season, and so that's very exciting for us. Uh, when it comes to Orange County, um, you know, you guys lost a couple of key players. You know, Aiden Quinn really is kind of the kind of the uh, hook for you all right now. Um, I look at your defense and I wonder, you know, what's going to happen there. Uh, you've had uh, a key, uh, a key industry uh, or injury. I, I can't think of what his name is. Um, oh, is it? Christian Duke. Yeah. Christian Duke. Thank you. Uh, number 20, right. Uh, yes. You know, midfielder, great player, big, res- big time respect for him. So that's a big hole for you guys. Um, but I, it kind of looks like for me, and I did review a little bit of tape that your defense um, has got some of the holes that Phoenix rising was showing at the beginning of the season. Uh, so there's a little shoring up to do there. So it's going to make for an interesting match because uh, you know, we're kind of coming into form uh, orange County, you know, might be coming into form. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I know you guys have uh, a, a pretty big chip on your shoulder from last year, right? So uh, that always counts for something.
0: Uh, yeah. Pretty big chip on our shoulders. Correct. I mean, last season, Uh, For those of you maybe that are new to USL, new to Orange County, or maybe even Phoenix, if any of you Phoenix fans are out there listening, uh, last year, what is it? uh, Was it October, November, Western Conference Final at Championship Soccer Stadium? Uh, Phoenix comes in, gets an early goal in the match, and are able to sort of sit back and force Orange County to press. In the end, 2-1 for Phoenix. Phoenix moved on to the USL Championship. Uh, while Orange County and their fans were sort of left in a little bit of a disappointment there. Dylan, um, do you have any questions or do you have any thoughts on on anything on this match?
3: Um, yeah, as we re-watch Alex cronali forgetting what he's doing on a pitch, we don't have to worry about that this season, so that's always nice. Um, <laughs> I really just wanted to get the Alex cronali jab out there, and this was... V- maybe not his worst performance in an orange County shirt last year, but those two goals were his fault. And yeah.
0: So, um, really quick, just in case Kevin doesn't know, cause, yeah. uh, we're, as we're talking, Kevin, we're streaming live on YouTube and we actually are throwing on some highlights that were, uh, that, you know, USL championship gave us permission to throw out on our show. So I just wanted to let you know why Dylan's talking about Alex Cronall, even though he has nothing to do with the match this year. Uh, but go ahead, Dylan.
3: Um, Kevin, how, how worried does Orange County need to be about Phoenix's pace? I mean, obviously Solomon Asante is ridiculously quick. Um, and I think what junior Fleming's right as well. Is he, is he pacey as well?
1: Yeah. Junior's fast. Uh, Solomon's fast. JJ Johnson or JJ, uh, Jason Johnson is fast. I mean, honestly, and you know, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased because I'm a Phoenix Rising fan. The bottom line is, I would challenge any team, at least in the Western Conference, maybe in the Eastern Conference, too, to find a faster offense on the pitch this year. Oh boy.
0: Which is scary for us because I think (laughs) we've been struggling against any kind of pace because I think we have some of the slower center backs in the league. Um,
3: Well, one of them's injured. Which one's injured? Leonardo.
0: Oh, he's injured. Okay. Well, great.
3: We've got the big and young and other thing, Walker Hume. Um, <laughs> and then we, do we have, I mean, I guess Hugo Ariano is our quick center back.
0: Our, our quote unquote quick one. I mean, I don't know how quick he really is, but. Um.
3: So Kevin, what do you, what are you worried about from orange County in this game?
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly um, you always have to give Aiden Quinn uh, respect you never know what Aiden's going to pull out of his hat. Um, when, you know, I, I haven't seen enough this year to really um, see anything that that has me overly worried. Um, honestly, the thing that we're starting to feel confident because we're getting the chemistry that we're, we've been looking for all season. Um, we've got a very strong um, midfield uh, that's starting to produce a lot of creativity and when you start combining that with the speed that we've got up front and it's not just um, single layer speed right if we've got Junior Fleming's playing on the left and he gets tired we throw in JJ Johnson and we've got Rockets on the left side all over again um, you know we've got Mustafa in the back he's playing a uh, right right uh, fullback, and uh, he loves to play aggressively. He loves to bring the ball upfield, and he is fast. Um, You all are familiar with Amadou Dia. He's the same way on the left-hand side. Um, Again, I'm not saying that we're firing on all cylinders, but you have to look at the team and think there is a very potent chemistry uh, developing with this team. It's taken some time. Uh, So when it comes to, to Orange County, Um, you know, I always, I, I played midfield back in the 1800s when I played footy, right? (laughs) So I'm always looking at the midfielders as being the orchestrators of the game. Um, and, uh, Aiden Quinn not only can score, but he is also a, a great leader when it comes to orchestrating. Um, what I do, and I did listen, uh, to most of what you guys talked about with the rising is one pod, uh, today I wanted to get through some of that. Um, and what I do see is that you are kind of missing some of the intensity and his name is popping out of my head. Who did you guys lose? Um, Thomas, uh, Thomas. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, let's say, let's, you know, truth be told, he was an ass kicker. He was somebody who was on the, on the field demanding, uh, that the, uh, the quality be higher, um, pushing players all the time. Um, we're still searching for that a little bit with Phoenix Rising. Truth be told, um, but that I think that's a hole on your side too, and it's going to be interesting to see how players step up. This is a grudge match. Not only is it a grudge match from Orange County because you guys um, lost in the Western Conference Final last year, uh, but Phoenix Rising, uh, you know, and and you know uh PRFC fan show was kind of participated in this uh I I named you guys our rival team our nemesis team last year Um, because you guys, you know, in the first game of the season, you guys pulled off a a draw at the last minute that drove us crazy. Um, you've got a strong team. You always seem to have our number to some degree. Um, and so, you know, Orange County has become the, the team that we just love to hate. And that's why you see Orange County hate week and all that kind of stuff. I'm not as intense as other people because, you know, in the end, it's just a game. Um, but, uh, I do love a good rivalry and let's face it, Las Vegas lights and bringing nothing. So we got to find it somewhere.
0: So can, let me just ask this. Can I take credit for some of this rivalry and this hate, hate week stuff? Because I, I feel like your fans love to hate me. Uh, and some of the stuff I like to say, I, I say it a lot of fun. I, I mess around. I respect you, your fans and, and your club. I just like to do it because it seems like some of your fans get riled up really easily with some of the stuff I have to say. Um, And and I want to say maybe this is just me being really cocky, but I swear I read a tweet where someone was talking about uh, someone named Ray crying a lot, which I was just assuming was a reference at me. But maybe it's a different Ray and maybe that's something different. I mean, can I take a little bit of credit for this hatred that you guys have for Orange County?
1: Yeah, you can take credit there and that that comment i'm pretty darn sure it was directed right at you you know <laughs> uh one of the things that i don't understand and, and i'm going to get in deep water here i want you guys to understand i'm going to get in deep water with the phoenix rising fans because they're going to they're going to wish that i was uh you know being a little bit more shady um but the bottom line is is i don't give a shit how big an sg group is it's the passion okay Um, so all this talk about how big the, you know, the SG groups are and how many people understands, I really don't care. It's about the passion of the people that are there. Right. Um, and that's part of the fun of the game at the same time, you guys have seen, I've thrown a little shade this week. Uh, you know, you've reacted to a couple of my tweets, but that's just the fun of it. You know, there's nothing personal. We just, you know, if you don't have a good rivalry, what the heck's the purpose of the game? Uh, and as
0: long as you can, like, you can have fun with each other and not, like, turn it into, man, I hate this person over this stuff. I mean, when I jokingly threw out on our tweet, uh, on our Twitter feed about how Phoenix is such a horrible city, I, uh, I I know that you can, I think someone called it out. I think it was AZ Sport uh, Soccer Radio or whatever that, that Twitter account is. I know you can pretty much type in any major city name and find, you know, why is that place horrible? I just felt, you know, gotta have some fun. And I don't think many orange County fans and people jump into that as much as I do. I just, I like it. It's, it's fun. Um, uh, yeah, really quick before we, I got to stop patting myself on the back, but our, our, our buddy, (laughs) our buddy, Alan's been sitting here nice and quiet for the last, like, listening to what we have to say. I I don't want him to feel like we're ignoring him. Alan, do you have anything you want to throw into this conversation? Do you have a question for Kevin?
2: Sure. Um, Um, I know Jason Johnson got subbed out in like the 10th minute for an injury. Is there any like concern about him being ready to play? I know he's not starting every game, but I know he's part of the, that, that group that you talked about as far as being pacey and dangerous up front.
1: Uh, yeah, Jason did pull out. Honestly, um, I don't know one way or the other about what his uh, physical status was. Um, you know, I did see him walking around uh, a little bit after his injury. He did, it didn't look that bad. Good, good. Uh, I think it's better safe than sorry type of scenario. Um, they have been flipping JJ and uh, junior Fleming's back and forth, experimenting with the starting 11. Um, you know, when, when you really look at it uh, just having those two, the depth there on the left side is just ridiculous. I mean, they are both very talented players with jets on their heels.
2: Yeah. It's just terrible. I mean, I know rivalries and all, but you, you just hate to see a guy go down early and have to get subbed off and, you kind of just hope that, you know, it's not as serious as it seems and that he's going to be all right. I mean, maybe miss a game against Orange County, but definitely recover quickly so they can beat up on the West, the West Western Conference.
1: Yeah, agreed. Well, unfortunately, even if I did know something, I wouldn't be able to say it because uh, it would be, you know, as with any team, they keep that stuff close to their chest. Um and, you you uh, can tell us. We won't we won't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay.
3: According to your own fans, no <laughs> one ever actually listens to us. So it'd be like, I yeah. don't know, saying nothing at all or and, something. And we
0: have like three fans at total. So yeah, it wouldn't really <laughs> matter, right?
1: <laughs> uh, the truth same can be said about me, actually. But the three people who will listen will be the front office for Phoenix Rising. <laughs> and then I won't be able to do player interviews anymore and my life will end. So... I'll just oh, at least fine. we have
3: the same function, then. I'm <laughs> glad that we both have the same worth and player interviews.
1: You know, hey, if
0: that ever happened, Kevin, just know you can come join us here at the Orange Black Soccer Cast and become an Orange County fan. I mean, we won't we won't hold your previous fandom against you.
1: Yeah, you know, I appreciate the offer. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of that beer, by the way.
0: yeah you know what it's um i'm trying something new it's an interesting taste your first sip but once you get used to it it actually it's pretty nice i'm going to just show the picture right here um i went to the local like wine mart that has like craft brews all over the place and i decided to try something new um it's pretty decent um it's decently strong too i think so
1: blonde ales are good
0: with a little bit of that horchata feeling to it so um let me ask you this kevin um and I don't want to get you in trouble with your with your fellow Phoenix Rising fans. So if you want to plead the fifth or whatever, you can. What, what can Orange County do or what does Orange County need to do in this match to win? What's the the weak spot for Phoenix this season or at least at this point of the season?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, you are trying to get me in trouble. Um,
0: and do know that some of the players do potentially listen to our podcast. So whatever you say, they're going to share with everyone, just so you know.
1: You know what? Really, when it comes down to it, um, I think it's this is going to be kind of a general statement because yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rat out the team entirely, but you got to have the basics. You got to be able to pass well. You got to be able to see where where the long strategy is on as a play develops. Um, what I have not seen a lot of, and you know, let's face it, we've been playing. We played uh, El Paso. Um we played uh Fresno which is a good team. Uh New Mexico United is a good team. Um we tied those those first games and one of the reasons I think that uh the the ties existed was first of all we we still just didn't have our crap together. Uh that was that was a real problem. But like say New Mexico United, New Mexico United kept tight, they passed well, they developed plays, they put the ball in the back of the net and we were falling apart. I don't think that's going to hold um, as strongly with the with the squad and the way they've developed at this point. But it really just comes down to, and I know this is kind of a cop-out, but it comes down to footy fun- fundamentals. Pass the ball, pass the ball well, develop the plays, get space, try to get the ball in the back of the net.
0: And can I just say I, I love it because not many Americans will say football or footy. So I, I love that, Kevin. Awesome. Keep saying it all day long.
1: <laughs> I did play in Germany, so it's a, it's a habit. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, Dylan or Alan, do you guys have anything else you want to ask out of our our buddy here, Kevin?
3: Um, yeah. So this one is is entirely in jest, but obviously Drogba is retired. Um, but currently, Phoenix leads the league in shots taken at 149, and has only scored what 15 goals, I think. Yeah, so somewhere in there.
1: who is
3: blasting them over the bar now?
1: <laughs> you know, it's fun funny. What a low blow, Dylan. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's not a low blow. You know, we're going to own the stats the way they are. I mean, if if you really want to look at it, um, there are a lot of statistics where we're, we're leading the league right now. Uh, passing percentage, for instance, um, is uh, which I think is a very important stat. I think we're in second place, actually, with that one. Uh, when it comes to shots taken, um, I think if there was a statistic for a team who's um, hit the post the most, uh, we would we would be far and away the highest uh, number for that. We've hit the post more, I think, in the first six games of the season than we did all last year. It has been uh, ridiculous. Um, again, this is a part of the thing where I think we're just settling down. Um, I, you know, even in the Austin game, we lost to uh, Austin, which was not <laughs> a good night. Um, but the play development that we had, uh that Austin uh keeper just stepped up to the plate big time. I mean, he had a massive game against us. Uh so full props to him. Um we have to settle down. We have to create again, space is key, right? If you don't have space, you're gonna force the ball, and it becomes that more difficult to get the ball on in the into the back of the net. Um, we've got a couple of great midfielders in Kevin Lambert, uh Beccaro, um, uh, you know, Colin Fernandez, and these guys are starting to click a lot more with our forwards, you know, and our midfielders that are coming forward. Uh, and so honestly, um, I see a team where we have a very, very good chance of taking the West. And, uh, I think if we can improve our play through the season, then we've got a very good shot at having the cup.
0: Alan, anything from you? Any last questions or any last thoughts you want to share?
2: No, I'm just excited yeah. to. I'm excited yeah. to see this rivalry in person for the first time, and um, I'm actually excited. I'm planning on heading out to Phoenix in June to watch the other half, so it'll be like a little uh, Champions League X two legs <laughs> uh, home and home kind of deal for me. So I'm pretty excited nice. to see the first leg.
1: Well, uh, when you uh, head out this way, shoot me an email at prcfanshow at gmail.com. Make sure we uh, pregame a little bit and have a good time.
2: Sounds like a plan.
1: Yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh...
0: yeah. And I know Dylan's made that trip before out to Phoenix. I, I still haven't got a chance to do that. I don't well, know if well I'll be I'm able to do it this again. year. So Dylan and Alan will be hanging out in Phoenix while I'm here in Orange County um yeah yeah
1: you know i can play lord protector for you both because you know it's it's just kind of a hostile environment got a little carried away after the uh western conference final game Um, oh
0: you're gonna get our our fans riled up over that
1: yeah well you know what it was riled up then and really kind of over the top you know when it comes down to it uh it was uh kind of a bad situation but you know what that's the past this is the future um I'm not one of those people who thinks you have to be enemies with everybody. I say we have a good time and we just leave it on the pitch.
3: That sounds a little mature, Kevin. You want to dial that one down a couple and start sending <laughs> some death threats on Twitter? Cause I think that's the
2: way you
1: want to go about this. <laughs> right. Well, Let me go hit some four roses for about a half hour and then just... I'll come back and
2: <laughs> there you go. Now we're talking Dylan. great. Talking. Shout. Great shout on the four roses.
0: Dylan, just go on and just look what they have to say about me and about our podcast sometimes. Cause they, they, they love to hate us, and and I love it. I I sort of love playing the enemy for Phoenix and their fans. It's
3: Ray likes to be the heel.
0: I do. You know when, when I, I used have watched, to do <laughs> when I used to watch old school when it was actually still WWF and not WWE. I used to love the bad guys. When I watch Disney movies, I love the villains. It's I, I I I do it out of fun. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But you know what? If if people are gonna like take it that seriously when i'm saying stuff about butterfly gardens or whatnot i i think that was one of the hot topics last season i think kevin you, you had a conversation with some of your fans about it that they thought i was being a jerk talking about that all phoenix has is butterfly gardens i was just calling out that you know when i went there that was like one of the highlights of my trip and it wasn't that i'm trying to say like no you guys don't have anything else but yeah, it's it is what it is and I, I like to have a little bit of fun in the end i I have love for anyone that loves this game. Whether you're a Phoenix fan, whether you're a, um, you know, whatever fan you are, except if you're an Arsenal fan, I can't love you. I'm sorry, but um,
3: yeah. What about Ajax?
0: I have no problem with Ajax fans because Ajax is. I mean, that's sort of grassroots soccer in Europe. They don't have big budgets and they don't they don't buy the best play. You know, the 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 big money players. It, it is what it is. And yeah, I'm sad that Tottenham lost today, but it is what it is.
3: Oh, I just wanted to hear you say it.
0: Um, let's do this. Let's get into some predictions on this match. Unless Kevin, do you have any questions for us that maybe you want to share or that you want your fans to hear you asking of us?
1: Well, you know, um, I was wondering what you guys feel like the, uh, the fan, uh, experience is going to be like with Phoenix. We've got a couple of buses that are going to be coming out there. I can't go. And I'm really upset that I'm not going to be there because I had a blast last year. Um, but you know, given the tensions that were there last year, how do you expect things are going to, uh, turn out? This year,
0: well, uh, I'll say hopefully your fans like Micheladas, Margaritas, Tamales, because apparently there's they're doing like a whole Cinco de Mayo thing on May the fourth, which I think is the wrong promotion. It should be the May the fourth, you know, Star Wars promotion, but that's a different thing. Dylan, go for it. What were you gonna say?
3: Um, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if there's more cops this year. Uh
0: I, Why? What you I don't? Mean, you don't yeah, trust it's a regular the, season game, the... so
3: yes, it really doesn't matter, and no one's going to be invading the pitch. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if Irvine PD rolled out a few more guys to stand around um, this this year or this game, um, as opposed to last November. But I honestly, I think all of the the vitriol in this is mostly from Phoenix, and yeah. If you look at the amount of fans, Phoenix has way more people to, to throw and to spew hate and to devote time to a hashtag. Um, ex- unless you're Ray. <laughs> but uh, I think I still generally my, like, I most of us tickets. don't care. Like most of us just want a good game. And, you know, we we have a lot of a lot of the people in the CLC are um, American Outlaws members. So they know people from Phoenix, from away games for the U.S. team and stuff like that. Sure. I hung out with a bunch of them last year in August. Generally, I'd say. There's not like an issue there, um, at least on our side, we just don't care. We just want a good game. We like meeting away fans. We like hanging out with them, all that sort of stuff. So, you know.
1: Yeah, Obviously, all, everyone was
3: pretty um, emotional and maybe slightly intoxicated <laughs> last fall. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, cannot confirm or deny. Oh, so okay. I think that's where a lot of those tempers were flaring and maybe some of the pitch invading was happening. But um, no, that's no, all I staff think fall. it gets blown out of proportion, really. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said earlier, it's a game. I just want to see a good one. You know, I want to go out on a Saturday night and see a good game. I feel like I got my money's worth out of it.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's fair. Um, so, you know, hopefully it's just going to be a good time and everybody's going to uh have a good experience. I am jealous about the margaritas and tacos, but uh, I'll survive. I'm sure we, I, I think we have tequila here in Arizona. Yeah, I'm sure you I'm do, yeah.
3: We'll find you. Um, we'll find some in June when we come out and
1: yeah, so yeah. uh, oh, You know, we'll, I, uh,
3: over to the stadium. Sorry. We'll lift. Cause that's the official printer.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have, uh, I actually make two trips a year to Mexico uh, for tequila runs uh, just for tequila. And so we Jeez. always have a good supply on hand. Um, so I'm the game this, <laughs> the the game is going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to assume that Aaron Cervantes is going to be in the in the goal for the game. Um, he seems to be ah uh, not very experienced. Maybe is that a nice way of putting it? He's 17 years old.
3: Ever so yeah, no,
1: he's 17 years old. Yes, no. okay, yes. wow, okay, he's still well. in high school. Wow. Um, if, uh, if, if, if we come in, uh, if he's in goal, you know, um, I know that I know where our back four is right now. And if you've seen any of the tape from our past two games, our back four is really, really clicking right now, uh, working well with Zach Lubin in the, in the net. Uh, so defensively, we're going to be very strong. Um, I gotta, I gotta go with, uh, Phoenix takes us one two nil.
0: Oh, we're going straight into predictions here. Huh? Um. Let me say that I'll, I'll jump into this right now. Uh, Aaron Cervantes, out of the the goalies we have on the roster, he's the only one that was there last season. I think if he plays in this match, he's going to be ready for this. I think he wants to to be part of that, uh, I guess, revenge factor for Orange County. So, uh, but yeah. So apparently, Kevin thinks Phoenix wins. Surprisingly, uh, let's go to Alan because I haven't heard your voice in a while. Alan, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, what do you, what's your prediction?
2: Um, I think that um, this has a chance of being kind of a recreation of maybe the San early San Antonio games. Um, I do think, yeah, maybe the back line for Phoenix—they uh, obviously beat Tacoma without giving up a goal. They obviously get through Sacramento without Tacoma. giving up a goal, right? I mean, but I mean, going—you got uh, was in Sacramento, right?
1: It was. Yeah, yep. going to Sacramento,
2: not giving up a goal. I do think it's going to be lower scoring than we think. I'm going to call a uh, a 1-1 draw. I think uh, Orange County sneaks one by. Aaron Cervantes does not give up, great, give up a lot of goals. Uh, he makes some amazing saves. So, yes, he's 17, but he also has a save of the week uh, under his belt already. Um, I think the goals he's given up have not really been anything that he could have done about maybe all of them except one. So I think it's a, I think he, he keeps us in the game, uh, makes a couple of spectacular saves and it's a one, one drop. All right. Dylan, what about you?
3: Um, you know, I got a stick from Sunday and say, no one's going to hit the net despite how many shots are going to be taken. Um, honestly, I don't feel like I could give a good prediction without knowing who's in the starting lineup. If Darwin Jones plays, I think Orange County is a lot better. Patrick McClain plays, I think that the defense is better. And that's no disrespect to Aaron, but you're talking about a guy who's played in the MLS and is experienced versus a guy who's just starting his career. You know, he'll fight for that number one spot, and it's Patrick McClain's to lose. Um, But, yeah, I think it basically comes down to who's in our starting 11. Um, Guys like Hugo Ariano and uh, Darwin Jones... Have to play this match, and if that's at the expense of guys like Harry Forrester and Jerry von Wolfgang, sure they scored their first goals of the season. But yeah. if anyone sits in this match of, of the two I mentioned, I, it has to be Forrester. He's—I don't think he's fast enough. So I think basically we gotta we gotta counter speed with speed here, uh, or poor or pull in Austin that is, and just park the bus
1: in the 18. So you're
0: saying we should do a farm, a farm animal night.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that was Austin through and through. They just parked the bus the entire game. It was ridiculous. Keep Austin. Yeah,
3: I think we could do a farm animal. (laughs) I've had that queued up for like 10 minutes because I knew it would come up.
0: But but Kevin was talking about Austin earlier. I was hoping for it then. Man, Dylan. I queued
3: it up because I knew it would come back. But, yeah, I think it comes down to our – are starting 11. Um, so I'm still going to stick with the nil-nil because everyone's just going to miss the goal. All right. That's the kind of result I would take right now.
0: You, you know, honestly, I can't remember what I predicted on the Rising is One podcast. Dylan, I don't know if you can refresh my memory on it. Um, if not, don't worry about it because I'm going to just go crazy. Phoenix fans might love what I'm going to say right now. But... Just know I've been, like, horrible. I've probably gotten no predictions right this season. So I'm going to say Phoenix is going to win 5-0. Uh, and I'm just hoping oh. for, like, this reverse, like, you know, yeah. Because uh, I- I've gotten everything wrong this year, so let's just keep that streak going. And Can you repeat longer. that, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Sound bite. What, what, what do you want me to repeat, Dylan?
3: Your scoring prediction for this match.
0: 5-0 Phoenix.
3: I always so I'm the cynic, right? Everyone knows me as the cynic. I think I'm the cynic of the podcast, the cynic of the CLC. And here I've, I am making a more positive prediction than Ray. Gotten, I always man. thought I'd be the first one to predict an Orange County loss. But here I, I have
0: gotten everything wrong this season, pretty much. So I'm just We got everything I'm, wrong last season. I'm hoping I'm I keep that streak alive, which means phoenix loses i'm not gonna i don't want i said it now dylan you made me say it uh phoenix is gonna win 5-0 i'm i'm just gonna say that
3: watch my six oh. now because of you
1: <laughs> Hey, can oh, I do something up out of left field real quick that i wanted to ask well, Sure, go it. For it. yeah go for it so um i had heard about this but i never took any time to look it up or see what the deal was but um i read a couple things about after the game last week aiden quinn just kind of I don't know, had a meltdown or something? What, what was going on there? Do you guys know why he was upset? What was going on?
3: Well, can <laughs> I go since I was there? Go for it, Dylan. I think the root of the issue was that, um, and I think if you look at Aiden Quinn's MLS soccer scouting report, that I think what the words they use is he thinks he's better than he is. But I think what happens is he's one of the most passionate people on the team. Um, there's a reason that he's one of our best players, and there's a reason that he's so successful, and I think it's because he demands so much out of himself. Now, he's not the Thomas Donovoltson. I think he's a lot quieter, where he's not going to sit there and berate his teammates on the pitch for not being up to his expectations or not trying. But the end of that Fresno match was a lot of not trying from a lot of Orange County players, to be completely honest. And I I hope they know that. I hope that none of them listen and go, that's the surprise they should know that that was unacceptable and i don't think aiden was pleased with that and i think someone said something to him and he went off cuz he was already on that edge
1: uh okay I, mean, uh,
3: I can't say that i wouldn't do that if i was in that situation i was absolutely that player
1: <laughs> no
0: aiden is ve- i mean the the difference between an aiden quinn and a thomas and voltsen is thomas and Voltson was very vocal about it on the pitch out in the field i mean Pretty much anyone could see Thomas Innavoltz and his heart and his passion. Aiden Quinn probably has a a similar amount of of heart and passion, but he's not always as vocal about it, at least out on the pitch. Uh, I I know times talking to him last season, uh, especially when there was not the outcome that he was wanting or the team was wanting. You could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his eyes that he wasn't happy with it and he was frustrated with it. Uh, It's just one of those things, you know, like Dylan said, so. All right, yeah. that
3: that's He's the fair. guy that actually cares. And it's yeah. weird cuz it's yes. USL and you'd figure most guys want to go play in the MLS or they're at the tail end of their careers and they just don't care. But Quinn cares and it's refreshing if if not maybe a little worrying in the, in this context. But
1: well, we you know, yeah. we had we had um some issues where the fans were concerned about effort on the field with Phoenix in the first couple of games. Um, and one of the reasons why the teams really come together is that the the team, uh, the team, uh, Rick Shantz, you know, brought him in a locker room uh, two weeks ago, I guess now, and and had a, you know, we'll call it a very frank discussion with the players. And this is stuff that they publicized. Rick Shantz talked about it publicly, but then the team had their own team meeting too, and apparently beat the living crap out of each other. I mean, nobody knows the details at all. But the team that emerged from that locker room was completely different from the team that went in. Um, Sounds like Aiden's just trying to be the one man guy who's who's motivating people to to get pissed off and play ball.
3: Well, I think he was the only one on the pitch that would have done that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. One of those things, I think we talked about it last week. It's, and we talked about it, I think, on the Rising is One Pod. It's that when, when is it time to start worrying about this team uh, that they won't be able to find a way to put together? Uh, I, I'm still hopeful. I'm still positive on that, although I'm saying five nil Phoenix on this match. But um, yes, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Five 0 <laughs> kind of says it all, Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, again. Hey,
0: Phoenix fans, if you're listening, don't be too excited about that because I've been horrible on my predictions this season. So that's that's just why I'm doing it. It's yeah. Um, let's do this, Kevin. You're you're free to take off if you want, but if you want to hang out with us for another ten minutes, uh, this is the part of the show we like to just maybe bring up any other ML or MLS USL news see dylan you started talking about mls and i just had that in my head um at one time yeah but you know what it is yeah you know you know me i mess up words all the time so well uh, I'll, do,
1: I'll, I'll hang if you don't mind but if you don't mind can i just do a little plug if you must kevin plug away well you know because the quality <laughs> shows are, are on youtube we all know this and uh, we've, you know, the PRFC fan show, we've been doing it for, uh, over a year now. We started last, uh, last February. Um, but our newest episode, episode 34, we do this thing that's called USL. Yeah. USL. No. Uh, the USL. Yeah. Is for positive things about the USL and USL. No is for bad things about the USL. Um, and I've got a whole rant about uh, things like cows and chickens and and, uh, you know, bubble bath-ish going on on the side, hype men on the sidelines and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, you said you are going to talk about USL topics, so I thought I'd throw it out there because all this crap, now we see Wisconsin's going to have a, a cow, you know, in their, in their stadium for games, and it's like, why are they trying to turn the USL into a carnival? It makes no sense to me at all.
0: Um. Maybe because Vegas, I don't know. Blame Uh, it all on Vegas.
1: Okay. I (laughs) I don't know. It's just, uh, we just think it degrades the USL. We think that it, it demeans all the hard work that legit teams are out there working for. You know, if you want to draw people in, provide a quality product, promote the team the way that you should market the way you should. I mean, you know, you don't see teams in England going out there and, and bringing animals and stuff you know the the worst thing i can think of is bubbles at uh what's their names and and that's harmless but uh you know all these uh these dumb gimmicks you know let's just focus on creating quality experiences (laughs) yes um well
0: (laughs) is there two cows now yeah there's two uh let me let me ask you really quick kevin Has, has phoenix ever done any kind of crazy promotion like that
1: um, that you no. that you know of? Uh, no, no. We do stuff like uh, now at the beginning of games, the stadium goes completely lights out, and a, and the two SGs on the end have these like red lightsaber things that they wave around, and we all turn on our cell phones and light up the stadium. Um, you know, it's just kind of an ambiance thing. Um, we've we've done other promotions outside of the games. Uh, you know, with uh, you crave donuts and. If we have a if we have a, um, a, a clean sheet for a game, then we get a free car wash from a, a Jackson Car Washes, who's a chain here in in Phoenix, you know stuff like that. But you know we are certainly not gonna you know bring in a bunch of Princess Leia lookalikes and drag <laughs> them on the field on May the fourth. That's just not going to happen. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't think we've done any crazy thing like that uh, other than. A kid racing against the Chick fil A cow, but that I think you could see that at almost any sporting event that you can think of. Um, really quick before we move on to just random stuff to talk about, uh, one of our listeners that listens to almost every episode, Logan, his prediction for the match is 3 1 OCSC in the match. So, um, just want to throw that out there because he's kind enough to put his prediction up on our YouTube stream. Cool. Logan, be you best
3: be right, and I'm sure you'll DM me about it if you already have it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to go check.
0: Maybe, Logan, maybe uh, instead of a race against the Chick-fil-A cow, maybe they can dress someone up as Darth Vader and Logan can race against Darth Vader up on the pitch at halftime.
1: Well, in, uh, in halftime, it's opening a halftime's open season. You can do stuff for at halftime, right? It's like, I think we should have a Star Wars uh, May the 4th game, and I was like, we should sacrifice a Wookiee in the middle of the pitch or something, you know? I it be a
3: Tauntaun? That's <laughs> canon, man.
1: Dude. That-
3: <laughs> oh, wait. It's super hot in Phoenix all the time.
0: Never well, mind. I, I got to jot down my notes. That's That's got to be the title, right, for our, our episode. Maybe we should uh, sacrifice a Wookiee at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> um. Yeah, awesome. Thank, thank you so much for that uh, recommendation there, Kevin. Uh, let's do this. Any other uh, USL news anyone wants to talk about? I, I have one topic, but let's see. I, if you guys bring it up, we can do it. Uh, let me start with you, Kevin, as our guest. Do you have any other USL thoughts you want to talk about? I know you already shared a brief something, um, but do you have anything else on your mind?
1: Um, you know, I think the main thing is, is that we've brought in a couple of good quality teams for the Western conference. You know, I've really enjoyed having New Mexico United and El Paso, uh, join the ranks. I think they're going to bring color, uh, to, uh, the Western conference, uh, very positive move. Um, and also seeing, uh, a couple of the different youth development programs that are starting to uh, crop up across the Western conference, I think are really positive also. So, uh, Overall, I think the MLS and the idiot that we called Garber uh, could look at the USL, learn a couple of lessons, learn how to run a damn a league and, uh, and uh, you know, move forward from there. But uh, I've been very, very happy to see some of the developments.
0: So you, you mentioned like, you know, MLS and, and you weren't very positive when you're talking about uh, some of the MLS stuff. Then why does Phoenix want to join MLS? Why don't they just hang out with USL?
1: Well, you know, I think when it comes to a front office situation, it's pretty simple. It's dollars, right? You're going to get a larger return on your investment if you're an MLS team, uh, just from TV rights alone, probably when it comes to the fan base, we're very torn. Um, I'm one of the people who at first was very pro MLS. Let's join them. And I still am in that. I know it would be good for the club, but for me as an individual, as a fan, I'm very happy being in the USL. I'm totally cool with that. Um, I am one of those obnoxious people who thinks that uh pro rel should be uh, a part of every league, yes. Yes. Um, you know, and, and the MLS not doing it is completely stupid. Um, I think the way that Garber has been running the expansion, I'm not just saying it because Phoenix keeps getting left out of conversations and stuff. It's all money. Exactly. It's all money and there's gotta be so many backdoor deals going on because look, St. Louis came out of nowhere, man. And what is in St. Louis? I will tell you what's in St. Louis. Nothing. They have humidity. History. There's <laughs> humidity there. Yeah. there's. Hey, it's not a dry heat. Thank you.
3: And, and well, all I, my stupid family. So, I mean, you guys got my vote.
1: Well, no. And, and
0: Phoenix and Sacramento have been trying for how many years now? I I, I get this Phoenix you've been trying for a while. Sacramento has been trying for like 10 years. To yeah, sure. MLS, And they're still getting like, I mean, wh- why not Sacramento? I, I get it. It's... Well, you know, the thing thing
1: is, are they going to be able to build a fan base to support an MLS team in Sacramento? And that is a highly questionable thing to look at. You know, you look at the number of the attendance numbers for Sacramento and they are struggling. You know, there's this concept that Garber wants this, uh, you know, derby thing. So San Jose and Sacramento, you know, could, you know, could fight against each other uh, once a year. But what does it matter if nobody gives a rat's ass about those two teams playing in the Derby? You know, if, if there's 15 people showing up, it doesn't matter. So I, I don't know. Yeah, those
3: teams <laughs> suck too. That doesn't help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, whoops. Did I say
1: that? You did, Dylan. You did. So whereas Thanks. the front office for Phoenix is very respectful and should be for the MLS and everything, and they have good relations there. Uh, those people like myself who really don't count when it all comes down to it. Uh, we've got stronger opinions.
0: All right, Dylan, do you have any uh, USL or soccer related stuff you want to discuss?
3: Yeah. Um, I might be stealing Alan thunder here. I'm sure he was going to get to this, but I'm pleased to see um, the team and then the league get around to punishing a player for being stupid. Um, and, <laughs> Using a racial slur in a game generally not a good idea. Trying to pass off that racial slur as "oh, I say it to my friends all the time"
0: in New York not
3: yeah. a good idea. Um, I'll I'll make a flowchart and maybe post it on Twitter later about <laughs> uh, whether or not it's a good idea to use a racial slur. Um,
0: well, and and is it a good idea to use a racial slur in your apology or in your justification? Yeah. I mean,
3: uh, um, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, good on Tulsa for terminating that contract and good on the league for suspending him for five further games in case some team feels really stupid and feels like picking him up. Um, Wow. Just glad that it was a swift action. And really, um, much like our good friend Too Slow said on Reddit, um, maybe you should have asked Tony Walls about the use of that word before using it at a match because it didn't work out too well for him last year. In uh, when he was playing for St. Louis against us, yeah. Hey, you know what? Tony
1: Walls flipped me off game. Nice. (laughs) Um,
3: I feel like I've gotten a rise that oh, Diego Restrepo has used some words that I can't say on the podcast at me, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think someone else has. Oh, yeah, uh, Jesse Daly from the Seattle Sounders called me a fat, and then another word that would be alliterative with that. The joke's on him because we weigh the same.
0: Dylan, I mean, you, you make it easy for people to want to because you sort of are one of the more vocal members of Countyland Coalition, so...
3: I'm the vocal one heckling, so yes. We're vocal. They're just more supportive. Hey, but I like to heckle. The way I, like I, heckle,
1: and the way I see I it is, that. if you can get a player to react, you're doing your job right.
3: That's how you Diego yes. Deirdrepo. That's how you beat Austin. You just tell him oh. sucks. Tell him some other things.
0: You Put know. a ball boy, you know, back there behind the net or something, you know.
3: Yeah, you guys could have won that match had you had someone go over there and just scream at him. A, a, a ball nice boy. He would have lost it, <laughs> and then you guys right? would have won like 6, uh, no, six
2: yeah,
1: one, they're gonna guess, they're gonna come point. in our house. We'll take care of business then.
0: Alan's been sitting around quiet. I Dylan or uh, Alan, did Dylan, still your your thunder with his uh, his thought.
2: I mean, that was one of many of the thoughts I had. Um, I do think Kevin's right. Um, Rumors have been flying around San Diego about you whether USL is coming to San Diego or not. There's rumors around, around MLS. And the more time I spend uh, paying attention to soccer as a fan of the game uh, right now, I would be way happier with the USL side than MLS side. Um, just knowing that that would give you know a chance to really build the community up and connect the community. Because right now it's like super fragmented with all the youth soccer and all of the whatever that goes on around here. Um, I think the community would be more responsive to USL side than the MLS side as well. Um, I just think right now there's a little bit more um, with the teams and the fan base a little bit more authenticity you get in USL than you get with uh, a lot of the MLS teams um, with a few excluded LAFC Portland, you know, that really connect with the communities. Um, they're really trying to make it yeah they really trying to make it about the community uh, there is a semblance of like with what they're doing in austin that just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth uh that you kind of just like i don't want to associate with that kind of shenanigans in-
0: austin mls right Austin. yes MLS. yeah
2: yeah austin mls and what they're Those trying billboards. to like. boards yeah what what first first and only or something like that
0: yeah, yeah whatever and Lame. like two years away yeah it's weird right? yeah
2: um uh breaking news, so you can move, Dylan, if you want. Uh RGV is quickly found their way into fourth place in the West after beating Portland Timbers two tonight, two to one. You're uh, supposed to have... wait
0: for the moo, Alan. You're supposed to wait for the uh, move.
2: Put it in post op. Um <laughs> <laughs> they have they have not lost a game in the last five. That one was louder than that. Wow yeah <laughs> they they have one <laughs> they have won three and drawn two in their last five uh they just came out of nowhere i'm I'm not sure if they're loaning Daddy some guys down, down. yeah Daddy i'm down I'm not road. sure if Tyler that's Derek
3: done. actual wife beaters Tyler Derek played in goal again tonight, so
2: that always helps right So it's like a team that was supposed to do nothing is Ooh. in fourth place now to be fair, they have twelve points. Orange County sits at 14th with nine points. So a win puts them right back up there with the top of the West. That's what's so crazy right now about the West.
0: So go Orange County, even though I said five nil Phoenix, but, um, yeah. Uh, Alan, let me just say this. Uh, San Diego deserves a USL team. I was really all for 1904 FC joining the USL. I don't know what happened with that.
2: Lack Uh, of local ownership. That sort of,
0: yeah, because it was all like Europeans.
2: Yeah, it was all a bunch of like Chelsea guys, like Demo Ba and uh Eden Hazard was.
0: Yes, so why was I so forward if it was Chelsea
2: guys? (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, um, let's do this. Let's get into our final random thoughts. This is non soccer related, non USL stuff. Uh, Kevin, I don't, I I didn't prepare you for this, so I don't know if you're ready for it, but I, I will let Alan go first since. To give you a chance to think of just a random thought to say to our listeners. So, Alan, go for it.
2: I know we talked about this in a previous pod, uh, but we have to RIP the Mining 1090 in San Diego. Uh, They have officially been pulled off of their stream and have been told to pack up their offices. Uh, These guys, some of these guys have been working with the radio station since it opened 16 years ago. Um, A lot of these guys are. Kind of the voice of San Diego sports um, in the community, they're really beloved in the community. They represent what the community is about, um, and what they care about, and it's uh, kind of sad to see that there's a lot of people—not just the on-air talent, but the people behind the scenes—kind of getting uh, getting hosed by this company. And uh, you know, it's always sad when that happens. Uh, and hopefully, the the folks there at Mighty 1090 find a place to land, um, and hopefully, somewhere local where they can continue doing a great job promoting, uh, sports.
0: Hey, Alan, if you want to tell any of them, if they want to join us on our podcast, we will welcome them with open arms. We can't pay them anything, but if they want to join on the grassroots movement, they can join us on our podcast. I'll pass that along. (laughs) Um, what about, uh, let me go to Kevin. Kevin, do you have any random thought you want to share with our listeners?
1: Well, you know, everything in my head right now, it's been game of Thrones and, uh, and, uh, A little bit of Avengers, but mostly Game of Thrones. But I will say this, for those who don't, um, who are not familiar with it, um, there is a podcast. It's Phoenix-based, but it's not Phoenix uh, Rising-focused. It's a a pod called Across the Pitch. And these guys are fantastic. They focus on smaller uh, League 1, League 2 teams. Uh, They're a huge fan of, say, Accrington, Stanley, um, and other teams like that. And they get interviews with people that just really surprise me. Uh, managers of, uh, of Accreton, um, Belmont. I'm trying to think of other, uh, small clubs that they've been with, but if you're, if you're looking for a podcast, that's really authentic, um, just takes a different direction because they don't talk about the big clubs, uh, hardly at all. Um, across the pitch is a great cast to uh, check out.
0: And you just got Dylan all riled up with his hatters and Luton town and whatever. We're going uh, up. You know what though? Hey, Dylan, you gotta, you gotta respect our like sort of quote unquote partner club out there in Europe. Or hey, in they're England. clear of the
3: relegation zone. So AFC
0: Wimbledon clear of the relegation zone. Awesome. They, they didn't drop. They looked like they were going to drop like two months ago. It looked like they were dropping and for whatever, however they did it, they turned it around which gives hope to orange county fans that orange county can turn it around. Um Dylan, your random thoughts for this episode.
3: Man, I got a lot of thoughts cuz there's a lot of thoughts in my life. E, I respect women. Um so yeah, AFC Wimbledon, they play Bradford I get City. Around. Bradford City is the bottom of the table currently, so that's just going to help them get that's the one last win they need. It's the last game this weekend. That I mean, it could get them up all the way up into um into 16th place. But um, they're not guaranteed safety yet, I suppose. Um, Walsall is the most dangerous team to them, but they are most likely to actually see it out. Elsewhere, man, there's so many thoughts. Luton, today, after Peterborough beat um, Portsmouth and Sunderland lost, Luton and Barnsley are guaranteed promotion into the championship, so that's awesome. You will be able to watch... Luton Town back in the championship after 10 years um, on, ESPN on ESPN Plus, Plus next yes. season, starting in yeah. August. If you want to come watch with me, by all means, you are more than welcome to. We'll drink early in the day. I don't have any issues with that.
0: Yeah, like um, like 4.30 like in the morning matches on ESPN Plus. Yeah.
3: Yes, sir. I'll be drinking. I'm sure my roommate will love it. Elsewhere, um, I always give a literature recommendation, and this week I'm not going to give a literature literature recommendation because i'm just gonna force you guys to listen to me read two poems damn it so oh um, boy yeah no (laughs) one likes reading um which is obvious though and even more people
0: don't like listening to poems
3: (laughs) there's gonna be a poem reading all right this one is called for a woman who someday might become a nun sorry for a woman who might someday become a nun by charles Bukowski. She writes me from Paris with a forwarding address in Athens that she did not join the missionaries, which is good. I'd hate to waste such great stuff. Poets need meat with their wine, and if she blows into my place smoking a Dutch cigar, I'll have to show her a few tricks I learned from a Spanish whore in a small room above a bar outside the Plaza Monumental de Tijuana, the afternoon Cappetillo, Aruana, and Rosas were on. Then we'll discuss Rimbaud. Alan's excited because there's a TJ reference in there. And then uh, here's another one. Go Xolos. Oh. Go Jolos, I guess. Man. Uh, I saw the most beautiful girl admiring some succulents outside of the Trader Joe's. It was one of those weeknights where I'd given up on cooking again, the bachelor's greatest delinquency. It was an early autumnal night, and I was wasting precious seconds of the end of baseball, the end of summer, fun, and light. We were unassuming, her in her plain white T-shirt, gray yoga pants, shoulder-length blonde hair draped with curls. That soft, inviting smile, accented by dimples, she gave no notice to me, but smiled as she found the one and carried it inside to the checkout. Pink Floyd drifted between my ears. She shines on, and I am the crazy diamond. So thank you for indulging me. Also, I went to a soccer game on Sunday with Alan uh, watched the San Diego Sockers um, of
0: you could just said that and it was, it was <laughs> wow.
3: actually pretty cool. If you guys like hockey and you guys like soccer, this is the baby of those two sports. And it is a precious, beautiful child that should be preserved. And Orange County needs to get a team because, my God, it was so cool. And I don't want to drive a 160-mile round trip just to see that happen.
0: I thought lacrosse was the baby of soccer and hockey.
3: No, it's okay. indoor soccer. Okay. For sure.
0: So for those of you that have not unsubscribed from us from the torture that Dylan just 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 gave you there – uh, I I thank you so much. It's for literature,
3: me. man. It's important that people read.
0: Oh, Dylan, stop Dylan. playing
3: Candy Crush or whatever people play. Get off of Facebook for a second. and Go read a book. It's good for yeah. you.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes. Uh. Now I see. I'm. I don't know what to say now. I'm like lost. off of all this. Oh.
3: Lost in the sauce.
0: Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan! It's
3: time to give up, Ray. I think I closed this podcast now. I, I, <laughs> I've never seen you. one shut down
0: so quickly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, you should just see anytime I ask a girl out, then that's usually <laughs> it's, it, record time, record there you
1: time. Go.
0: Um, yeah. So I'm gonna have to like stop this whole random thought thing at the end of each episode. If Dylan's gonna like spew ten minutes worth of poetry. To our listeners, unless they like it, if you like it, listeners, go on to Twitter, Facebook, let it be known that you like it. I'll let DM Dylan...
3: me if you DM me. I don't have notifications, so don't get mad if it takes me like six hours to reply.
0: You know, all through your poetry, now I forgot what my random thought was, Dylan. So good job. Tottenham
3: lost to Ajax. I that was that. your random thought, right?
0: That was not my random thought. <laughs> I'm going to end it with this. Um, Kevin, I know you talked about your show a little bit earlier. If you want to let the listeners know where they can find you on the social media apps on the interwebs,
1: sure. Thanks. Um, you can find us, first of all, on YouTube. We are a YouTube show. Uh, for better or worse, we show our faces on video. Uh, it's PRFC Fan Show. Uh, same for our Twitter ac- account. Um, we are very Phoenix Rising focused, but we do touch on on other stuff. I'm a big Bundesliga fan, so I uh, I hit Bundesliga topics too.
0: And you know, I sort of forgot, you know, this is sort of new to us because for those of you that listen to our podcast, we always had this thing at the end, hey, if you want to sponsor our show, join on it uh, or let us know. But uh, being part of BGN, there's a bigger group sponsorship going on. So I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode, but we are brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. Uh, and now towards the end of the show, this is what I'm supposed to say, so I'm going to say it. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Golden Gold Press. for the. Uh, they are the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of their places at GoldenGoldPress.com. And also thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're part of Beautiful Game Network, BGN.fm. Make sure you get the Twitter handle right, or you will get taken to some random weirdness, so we're not even going to go there. Tillin, where can our listeners find you on social media?
3: You can find me on social media at OCSC underscore... Dylan on Twitter or on Reddit. Again, I don't have notifications for either of those things. So if I don't reply to a DM or something like that, give me a few hours and I normally will get on that when I get bored um or go to the bathroom like any person that Ray's look at Ray's face right now is like oh, T-M-I. On, man. you know you're probably replying to all those Phoenix people every chance you get to go to the bathroom. Oh
0: yeah that's For Phoenix people, that's what I do is when I'm, you know, in the bathroom doing, you know, what I got to do. That's when I go to check out what's going on with Phoenix. But other than that,
3: this uh, podcast is brought to you by sitting down and washing your hands.
0: Okay. Uh, Alan, what about you?
2: You can find me on the Twitter machines at A Underwood 48. Um, It's lots of Liverpool stuff right now. Uh, Some teacher union stuff. And uh, obviously... Not the soccer's anymore.
0: Uh, and you can follow our uh, Twitter. Well, you can follow my personal Twitter at DJ Ray Samora. Uh, you can also follow the podcast Twitter at OCSC underscore Soccercast Podcast. One of the two. I can't even remember now. Darn it, man! I'm ruining things. It's Soccercast. There we go. You can there also we-
3: find the BGN Network at the BGN FM on Twitter or at BGN dot FM vbgn BGN, it is v- critical if you have a twitter V-B-G-N account and there. you do not have childhood restrictions go to oh. vbgn fm and not bgn fm i cannot stress this enough and definitely don't do that at work And definitely don't do that in front of your significant other.
0: I guarantee you right now. And like anyone that's listening to this podcast that doesn't know us is searching the other option right now just to see what the hell we're talking about. Uh, Yeah. We learned the bad way, Kevin, that it is a V BGN FM on the Twitters. Um,
1: I am going to check that out.
0: (laughs) uh, You could find our website, orange black soccer or if it's too long for you, ocSCpodcast.com podcast.com where you can find our episodes, our news coverage, pretty much anything you need to know about the club, including the schedule, the players stats and all that fun stuff. Uh, yes. So I want to thank Kevin from the PRFC fan show. I think I got that right this time uh, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it again. We, we love talking with people, fans, uh, grassroots media from other, teams across the nation and in the end i know there's this rivalry between orange county and phoenix but in the end you know we we love what you guys provide for this whole soccer landscape and and we want to thank you for coming on dylan allen as always you know thanks for coming and talking to me for what now an hour and a half pretty much this is ray orange of black soccer cast and we are out